of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. I hope everyone had a solid International Women's Day. I was lucky to not only communicate and spend time with so many non-men that I really deeply respect, but I also was able to take in a bunch of new records and pop culture that just kind of pushed me to the next level. Uh, two things, go see Captain Marvel as soon as possible, between Brie Larson kicking ass and these really surprising revelations in the storytelling along with some really badass just like camaraderie between women. It's it's an incredible movie. Go watch it. And also, um, as many of you know, I'm a massive Star Wars geek. And so I had to go pick up my copy of E.K. Johnston's Queen's Shadow, a Star Wars book. And um, if you grew up like me and was obsessed with as many like female heroes that you could possibly find in pop culture, especially science fiction and comics, uh, these are like the things for you. So check it out. Um, you will not be even remotely disappointed. So 
yeah, enjoy some awesome pop culture. But enough of me geeking out. Uh, this week, I'm joined by Mary Grace McCusick of Petrov. The vocalist of the Charlotte-based band has always loved singing, but when members of Petrov were looking for a voice for the band, she turned out to be the perfect fit. Petrov has cultivated a sound that ranges from some danceable pop, some emo-style writing, and even grinding heavy punk, and that's all explored within their upcoming release. Mary Grace has a gift of opening up and sharing her real experiences in her music, and it's an awakening for all of us. After all, that's what Petrov's debut record titled Sleepier is kind of hinting towards. Uh, Mary Grace joins to talk about making her way into the band, their approach to songwriting, the influence of her family, and so much more. So let's hear some music off of Petrov's Sleepier and get into the interview. Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. 
How are things going in Charlotte? Great. The weather is finally not raining all the time. 60 degrees a day. It's tight. Oh my gosh. We must have just done a swap or something because it's pouring in St. Pete right now. Oh no. It was raining for like a whole week last week. Wow. (laughs) No sunshine. I'm sure you thought you were in the Pacific Northwest for a bit, huh? Oh yeah. But then all day today, I just hung out with my dad and we just hung out and enjoyed the weather. That sounds really chill though. Yeah. Well, cool. So one of the things that I want to be able to chat with you, of course, is all the work that you do with Petrov. But before we get into all of that, how did you first get involved in music? Um, so my whole family is pretty musical. Um, both my brothers um, are, were in bands like growing up. And um, we we're kind of just like at a weird like timeline where we're just like, they're not in bands but I am and it's like really weird because it's like they've always just been like the older brothers who are always into music and um I grew up like doing like choir and like musical theater and like just to anything to just be a little attention whore but (laughs) (laughs) um definitely like my dad like uh introduced us all to music and like got us into that that's really cool what music was he sharing with you Ooh, stuff like like Bob Dylan and like Chicago and like stuff like that and like Aja, like the typical like dad stuff. Oh, that's cool. That's always fun. My dad does the same thing with me, except for it was a lot of like 80s pop, ironically. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a time. But that's really cool that your dad kind of at least got you started in that sense. And at what point did you kind of start branching out into kind of like independent music and stuff? Definitely. Um, my older brother Ryan I kind of wanted to just do everything that he did that's cool (laughs) and um and he was I hope he was stoked to just like show me all the bands that um he was super into like I would always just go on his iTunes and just completely stock everything like in his library and try to like put files onto my iPod and stuff and um (laughs) he definitely like was the like basis of like my music taste and then from there on I was able to kind of branch out into everything that I'm into now. That's so awesome. What were some bands that you remember just getting really stoked on and maybe felt motivated to make music from there? Definitely the first one was Paramore. (laughs) I like um that was definitely like my number one band. Um I was like a total scene kid um in middle school and um I started my scene phase really early I was like 10 years old when I started my scene phase and it was like all that's throughout middle school. awesome yeah like the fringe the the band around the head and like all the band t-shirts and like hot topic plus one card like and all <laughs> um so like Paramore and Flyleaf were definitely like my two bands that I was like ride or die for Oh, I remember being the exact same way. There was just something about those like yearning vocals, angsty kind of vibed guitars and drum and everything about that was just defining of being like a feel in middle school for me and even early oh. high school. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I had this like karaoke machine. I don't know why I'm just remembering that. I had a karaoke machine. I would always put the riot album in there and just like and then in the little cd they had that was actually the first album i ever bought the first cd i ever bought was riot um and i just remember like 
going through all the lyrics and like singing it like screaming in my the playroom in my house that's so awesome and if anything that's it's that moment of excitement because you've like found a band you're excited about and you want to emulate mm-hmm. in that sense yeah and it also i just realized now saying all that just real like just shows how young i am and how much of a baby i am <laughs> like not really. I mean, <laughs> I'm probably same generation, honestly. I did the mm-hmm. same things. And, like, uh, Paramore was so influential for so many people. I felt like getting into music. I'm always thrilled by how many guests I have on the podcast that just talk about how eye-opening it was to see somebody like Haley Williams making music whenever we were teenagers and how that was kind of just, like, the starting point of finding even more music. Oh, Yeah. That's so cool. Um, so were you just focusing on singing or were you playing any instruments as well? Um, I have always just done singing. Um, I picked up like one Christmas I like, um, got like a ukulele, but that barely counts as an instrument. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so it was just kind of like, yeah, I can like play ukulele. No. Um, yeah, so it's just basically just singing has always been, like, my thing. That's really cool, because, I mean, you have that experience and that background of being in choir and then going on to play in bands and stuff. What made you decide to kind of go from this more, like, classically trained style of music into deciding, hey, I want to be in, like, a band? <clears throat> well, um, I stopped doing, like, all of that once, like, I graduated high school just because, like, I wasn't it wasn't a thing that I knew that I wanted to like get into. Like I wasn't like super passionate about choir, like super passionate about like theater, obviously. So, um, but I did like kind of miss performing and, um, sometime last year, um, my drummer Garrett, he posted like on Facebook and like on Twitter saying that he needed a vocalist. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. Like, I don't think, because he's, sorry, backtracking. He's um, one of my older brother's, like, really good friends. Like, they've been friends, like, for a super long time. So I was just, like, I don't think, like, he would want, like, his friend's, like, little sister, like, being in his band. Like, wouldn't that be weird? And um, my friend Nick was just, like, no, do it. Why not? What's going to, like, why not? And I was, like, you know what? Yeah, why not? And then that's how it kind of all started. That's really cool that, you know, there was just that opportunity right there when you were ready for it. Yeah. It was kind of a thing where it's like, I don't want to, and I've always like kind of liked like music obviously and like performing. So it was just kind of an opportunity to get back in there and like have fun. Definitely. So you mentioned that you saw the post on Facebook and that kind of helped you join this band and stuff. I saw on the Petrov uh, Facebook page that there were some Craigslist meetings too. Is that how the other bandmates kind of met? Yeah. um, Hopefully I'm not telling the story wrong, but um, our two guitar players in the band, um, Mike and Sid, they were friends in college and um, they just wanted to like start up another band and they, kind of posted on Craigslist that they were like trying to start a band that was similar to Block Party. Mm -hmm. And so then just 
Garrett, our drummer, and then Matter Bass is just like, we're like, that's cool. And they all just formed. And then I don't know how many months later and how many vocalists they kind of went through later. And then they found me. <laughs> You're the one that stuck. <laughs> yeah. I think there were like three other people that like tried or like, I don't know that I just didn't, I guess like fell through and mm. then just nothing really happened out of it. But then I guess I just, they're like, oh, I guess we'll do with her. Just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. So, uh, how did, I know that you mentioned that they were kind of a band for a bit before you kind of joined in on vocals, but there seems to be a lot of different sounds going on with Petrov. Um, do you know maybe what genres everybody was kind of influenced by or what, how the sound for Petrov sort of started to come together? So I, like, I just, I, whenever I see, um, them writing a song is kind of, I guess, how I imagined they've always kind of built their songs. Um, it always kind of just starts with just a simple, like, guitar riff, and then they all just kind of build on each other. It's actually really wild to watch, because it just, like, a jam session just turns into, like, a super awesome song, and I'm just like, how do y'all have that much talent? I'm like, what? Um, but, so I think it mainly just comes from, uh, like our two guitar players just bringing in a cool riff and then we just add on to what they do. And how do your vocal parts start to fit in? Like, how do you approach like um, coming up with the way that you want to do your melodies and like your, your lyrics too? When I write, I typically, I really focus on like catchiness and like, mm -hmm. I really like adding pop influence to everything just cause it's like, makes it easy to sing to. Um, easy to listen to, everything like that. Um, so I like a lot of just like, like strung out notes, a lot of vowels, like open, like kind of openness. Um, and kind of when I'm writing, I just um, listen to the song over and over and just do a random free write, just writing lyrics or just writing words that don't make sense and sentences that don't make sense. And um then from there, I kind of take what might be cool from the free write and just write down, like, onto another page all the lyrics that I like. That's really neat, and I like that approach. Do you ever do that while listening to the different riffs that have been written by your other bandmates, or do you kind of just come in fresh? I only start writing after everything's done, just because mm -hmm. the way my brain works, if, like, something in the song structure changes even just like a, the slightest it just like messes me up completely it's I don't know why it's just like in my head I just need it completely like done before I can write I think that's just me not really being as musically inclined as they all are but <laughs> no you just have probably different like attunity and like affinity mm -hmm. to what you're what you're writing because I think sometimes it's easier to connect to the music once it's got a little bit more permanence to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember like the last few songs um, for this EP. Most of the EP was written um, mm -hmm. once I joined the band. Um, so there wasn't like much that they had to really finish. But the last like few, I was like, okay, like, is this song completely done? And they're like, yes, you can start. I was like, okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my gosh. Well, it's such a great record. I love every aspect of it from, it seems like there's so many like sound influences from indie rock to emo to even just like heavier punk that you all put together. I love that the lyrics and just like the way that your vocal patterns are are like structured. They are very catchy. You definitely accomplished what you're going for there. Thank you. Um, And I think it's weird. Like I kind of listen to also just like a ton of different songs while I'm writing. Um, Just kind of listening to like, sometimes like just listening to only local music maybe like catching a Charlotte sound if that even exists. Um, I can or, see that though. Yeah. Just, I remember when I was writing some of the songs, I was kind of just writing like some, I was writing with some like popular bands and not necessarily obviously like copying like their vocal like patterns and everything, but just kind of like feeling the tone. And if there is like a Charlotte sound kind of trying to reflect on that. That's really interesting that you kind of um, are kind of tapped into your local community in that sense and like uh, trying to see what's out there. And that's really interesting because that's a great way to kind of learn from other musicians and see how you can kind of put your spin or your touch on what um, your community has been developing. I remember both my brothers, um, they kind of, one of my brothers, they he definitely lived at this one music venue that is unfortunately closed down now. Um, so I've always just kind of been around them. Like they were very into like local music also. And um, kind of when I started being like a part of the music scene, I was just like, I'm not Baby McCusick anymore. Like, <laughs> um, But yeah, I think it's just, definitely obviously my brothers have influenced kind of like my taste in music and um kind of helped me have that step into the music scene but I mean um I remember one of my brothers like brought me to my first local show when um I was in high school I think it was my freshman year and um it was that venue has been closed down now, but it was like one of the only like under 18 venues that we had in Charlotte. Um, And it was so much fun, but I never really got back into it until I got into college. Okay, that's interesting. I like that you were able to have that experience with your brother and to be able to kind of get back to it on your own at some point is just really cool. Um, Was it more so the band Petrov that kind of brought you back into the local scene or was there were there other factors um no it wasn't um because Petrov is like so new to me now um it was kind of around like two years ago where I started going like into like going to shows and everything and um I fortunately locked down a really good group of friends um that kind of helped me like introduce myself to like the scene and like kind of go to shows with me. But I mean, now I, now I'm at the point where I could definitely go to a show by myself and like, I'm totally comfortable. Even if like, I don't know anyone, I'm like just being in a certain like music venue, like I can still feel comfortable just like enjoying a band by myself. That's really special. And for you to feel that 
comfortable and connected to your community, that definitely makes a difference. And it definitely makes you feel more just in touch with everything going on. Mm -hmm. I, it's really cool. Um, the, a lot of the different genres, um, in Charlotte don't really interact as much. I don't know how it is like in other cities, but there's not really much of an intersection. Um, like if I were to go to like an indie rock show and then go to a hardcore show and then go to a rap show, I might see like one or two people, like a weird like intersection, but it's not really too much in Charlotte. Um, but I mean, I hopefully found a way to kind of help get comfortable in all kind of aspects of it. Definitely. And the fact that you're in a band that touches on so many different sounds, it feels like you could probably just float between your interests and the sounds that your band's making in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I also, I also feel like the instrumental is heavily influenced in like kind of the early 2000s, like indie rock, like that really popular, like kind of fad that happened. Um, just that really yeah. like like really dancey, poppy indie rock. Um, and then I feel like a lot of my vocals are more influenced by like, more like emo bands and mm -hmm. like other stuff that I listen to like a little kind of harder. So it's like, I guess it just makes that interesting, like uh, interesting, like sound difference. Yeah, definitely. That was something that kind of like caught my attention immediately whenever your singles started coming out and stuff. Um, <clears throat> because it was just such a distinctive, unique sound that was coming out clearly from the different influences that y'all have. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I'm not sure exactly what everyone's like influences, but it's really weird because I've literally gotten like, you guys sound like you're from the 70s, 80s, 90s early 2000s, 2010s. It's like, it's, I've gotten every decade between like now and like the seventies. It's really weird. I don't hear any seventies, but I've gotten it before. <laughs> That's really funny. Hey, whatever works, you know, people find their yeah. way of connecting to music. And that's why I never really like to try to pigeonhole bands into genres because there's just so much going on when it comes to like certain sounds and um, the ways that bands just develop, uh, that, you know, some days you're going to get one thing and another day you might get something completely different. And I think the best bands accomplish that. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of even, we're even still writing more songs. Like I think they have like three songs, like basically done like the instrumental part. Um, mm -hmm. and they all sound like they're from different genres, but I feel like they still are cohesive. Like you still can tell it's from us mm -hmm. but just the genres in general are so different but um I am the worst person to ask like what genre a specific band is like I'll be like uh, I just be like genres on a spectrum <laughs> like <laughs> genre doesn't exist <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> I feel that and it's hard. I, it's always a challenge to try to describe a band, but I also think that's always an accomplishment when you can't because that speaks to that band's defined 
style. Like I recently had a friend ask me to kind of find bands that sounded similar to theirs. And I'm like, I have no clue. And that's probably an awesome thing. Yeah. I'm, it's really bad. Whenever someone asks me, I'm like, indie rock. And they're like, explain. And I'm like, I won't. (laughs) There's so much going on here. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I'm the worst person to, for you to be asking this to. Yeah, definitely. But you know what? It's it, it's just saying so many good things about the music itself whenever you have that kind of answer to give truthfully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, can't tell you. Um, <laughs> but I mean, hopefully that'll help us like keep every release like fresh and like mm-hmm. hopefully that'll help us like in the future. Because I mean, since we are so new, I don't know if we have like a certain direction of like the type of sound we want but I mean making every song different I guess that'll help either progress us or keep us fresh or whatever I just like hope that um like kind of future projects all don't end up sounding the same but hopefully we're in the right direction (laughs) I think so and I really loved listening to your debut EP Sleepier I've one of the fortunate few who have gotten my ears on it before the rest of the world. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, um, it'll be probably about the week of release. So that's pretty exciting. Um, what was it like for you recording Sleepier and working on that? Insane. Um, this is my first band, obviously. Um, and it's just really weird that it's, I can be at this like quality. I guess, um, as my first band, like, a lot of my friends, um, when they, like, when we're talking about it, they're just, like, how you, like, they're just, like, we're so jealous, like, why do you, why are you allowed to be at this quality level, and we had to, like, be on Garage Band, like, <laughs> um, yeah, we recorded, um, in a studio, Old House Studio, um, in Charlotte, um and it was super fun um we recorded I I recorded the six songs in three days um and yeah it was super interesting and like didn't never had an experience like that like I've never recorded myself and I even remember um I forgot what song we recorded first but I remember listening to my vocals back and I'm like I sound like that. <laughs> like, um, I just, cause it's like every time I record like on my phone, I'm like, I am the worst singer in the whole world. I sound like garbage. Um, but then listening to like the professional microphone, I was like, Oh, cool. I got this. Like it made me like, I thought that I would feel so like bad about myself after listening to like the vocals. Cause a lot of people told me that like, since it's such a good mic, you'd pick up everything, but it kind of helped me like feel better about recording. That's interesting. Do you feel like it kind of built up some more of your confidence when it came to your vocals? Oh yeah, for sure. Like sometimes on stage, I'm a little bit too much, too confident in my vocals and I end up voice cracking and everything. But I mean, that's just all part of being a rocker, man. Like, <laughs> Um, there's definitely notes 
that I've written where I'm like, I was way too confident in myself. Like, <laughs> um, there's um, one song uh, on the EP where the last note is just me like belting like as high as I can. And like, I can do it if I'm like concentrating and like in a space where I can just do it. But if I'm like moving around and jumping and out of breath from like performing, it's like, I just have to do falsetto. I can hit it. It just have to be falsetto. It just can't be like as powerful as the rest of the song. <laughs> That's so funny. But I mean, you kind of start to figure out your abilities and your limits when you're uh, performing live versus whenever it's mm -hmm. a recording. So it definitely is confident boosting and humbling in my abilities. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's all been fun and, like, performing live is, like, totally different. Um, I remember, like, our first show, I was, like, nervous, like, that whole day. And then, like, as soon as I got on stage, I was like, this is chill. I was like, half the people in this room, I, like, know. So, like, why do I care? <laughs> um, and yeah, I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna move around, be dumb, like, jump around on stage and try to be as entertaining as possible. Like, who cares what the vocals sound like? I'm just gonna put on, like, a show. That's so awesome, because at that point, you learn in your head, like, I've got this. This is yeah. for people that I know, and I like, and they're gonna probably still enjoy it no matter what. Yeah, and just going to shows a lot like a lot of bands just have such a problem with like being like showman um it's just I want to see someone jumping around like I want to see someone like being entertaining and like getting the crowd like excited and to listen to your stuff and like when you just sit around or just like stand in one place like it sounds good but mm -hmm. it's like okay, the set's been going on for 25 minutes. <laughs> like, stuff like that, you know what I mean? Sure. And, like, um, with that in mind, actually, have you been playing out the songs off of Sleepier for some time now at your live shows? Um, yeah. We've, um, I think we've had, like, six shows now. Um, so people, I guess, who have, like, seen us like know exactly how the songs are played and even the even our set is exactly like the same structure as how the EP is set up so they even know the order of the songs <laughs> <laughs> well that's kind of cool though because it's like your local scene at that point and the people who've been to their shows you know they have a sneak peek a teaser to all this excitement that's going to be around sleepier and mm -hmm. and um I even sent one of my friends uh the google doc for like my lyrics just because he's like uh like super into poetry and he just really wanted to like read it um and I was at um we were performing at a house show and he was in the crowd and I look over and he's like screaming the lyrics at me he's like the only person that like knows it but I was like hey cool thanks man like you actually like took the time to like know them that's so cool Definitely. That's so special. And like, if you end up posting your lyrics with your release, that's going to totally become a thing because I love lyrics too. And once I have them, they quickly become very much a part of the experience for me. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like if, 
I, I'm also really bad at like understanding lyrics when people like put out a song, like I will just sing nonsense. Like I'll just sing, I'll sing the right like vowels, <laughs> but then I'm just like, I don't know what they're saying, but I'm just going to sing along when they're performing, even though I don't know the words really. <laughs> That's okay. I'm pretty sure there's always at least that one person in the crowd who knows to sing watermelon repeatedly. <laughs> so. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully soon. Um, I hope we put up the lyrics. I actually don't know if we're going to be putting, I'll, I'll make a note of that to release the lyrics, I guess. <laughs> Cause a lot of my friends, they do it like after the fact, like they'll do a Twitter post and I'm just like, no, I need it to reference forever. Put it on Bandcamp. Maybe I should make, I should make a note of that. <laughs> For sure. Just cause I know that, uh, people love that stuff. I know I'm one of them. So, and you know, but the fact that you do have such a big part in like making sure that you have your lyrics written and writing the way that you want them to sound and everything, that's got to be pretty fulfilling to know that that stuff's going to be out there too. Mm -hmm. And I'm like a huge Ariana Grande fan too. And I know that I need to look up the lyrics every time she releases a song. Cause I don't know what the hell she is ever saying. <laughs> She sounds amazing, whatever she's saying, but I don't understand half of what she's just, like, singing about. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cool because I feel like I can at least, yeah, with with your music, I, I could really quickly start to piece certain things together and even some of the themes and stuff that you're exploring because I feel like with songs like Popcorn Ceiling and stuff, you kind of have this, like, fuzzy, heavier side, a lot of exploration, it seems like, of self. Um, that seems to be a theme for a lot of your writing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, this being, like, the first time I've ever written anything, I decided that I kind of, I mean, there obviously are songs uh, that are within the same themes that I write about, but um, I, like, hate when I listen to a song, and I'm like, damn, I wish I wrote that. Like. Mm -hmm. Like, ugh. so, um, really, like, there's a lot of stuff, like, uh, like, Half Empty, the second, um, single that came out, that's, like, all about, uh, kind of, like, a lot of my experiences last year, I kind of went through, like, the biggest, like, identity crisis of my life, just, like, the, I cut off all my hair, I bleached it blonde, I got a septum ring, like, <laughs> It, I was, your girl was going through it. Um, so Half Empty is kind of all about um, like disassociating in the mirror because mm -hmm. I, I, that did happen to me a lot because um, I just would not like, I would look at me like, who is that? Like, I don't know who that is. Um, and like, it was, it, was a, it was the first time I ever experienced it too was last year and it was just like the most insane experience ever. Um, also comes with, I mean, that, um, song also dealing with kind of just like your confusion on like how you were supposed to be thought up of as from like your parents or by like other people and how you don't like meet that and how like that kind of, I mean, especially like as a woman, um, I, 
have always thought that like I'm not feminine enough I'm not like one of those like pretty pretty girls and like it's kind of just been a thing where it's like I mean obviously it's not expected of me but it's like when you grow up and you feel like you're not it's like you can't help but think that definitely because there's like societal expectations and stuff of what you should be and the fact that you write about that and confront it is really important because those are the those are the things I feel like that make art really impactful is when you start to explore those themes and you do a lot of unpacking of really important things like uh, from my understanding relationships sexuality um, I, like you mentioned like identity and kind of the dissociation of like seeing yourself and even some of those insecurities and stuff what kind of made you decide that you wanted to open up about these on this release um I think it's just a whole part of just wanting to create something that like I want to listen to um like I even I mean Donald Glover has this whole stand-up thing about like how musicians are the only people that can like enjoy what they make like a chef can like go home and make a sandwich and they can like enjoy it but like a musician if you listen to it you're kind of like seen as like egocentric and everything but like I listen to my music a lot and it just kind of it kind of makes me feel better kind of helps me like unpack all the thoughts that I had that I thought like a lot of people didn't either understand or um, kind of being able to put those like emotions or thoughts or ideals like into like a piece and like kind of encapsulate that just into four minutes. Definitely. And the fact that you connect to your own music and that you're, you're excited to share it and stuff just means that that's going to be more opportunity for other people to connect and share those same experiences, like have that moment of like, yeah, I've felt this too. Mm -hmm. That's really um, awesome. Yeah. I mean, the first, this, um, actually at the time of we're recording, I don't know what our third single is going to be if we even are going to have a third single. So I don't know if it's going to be out by the time this is out, but, um, one song popcorn ceiling that was the first song that i wrote lyrics to and um it's all about like sexual manipulation and mm -hmm. like not understanding it at first or not thinking that like you belong in the room like you're just kind of just like just like kind of like a vessel for that person to do what they want to you and like mm -hmm. kind of work around that um so it was kind of it was kind of a thing where um I was able to finally get some closure to it yeah I guess that's like that song was really it helped me um kind of unpack all of those like emotions because I never really like I didn't even realize that it was manipulation until a year later um so just kind of had to deal with it a second time. Um, and I mean, even there was one show uh, that the, what the song was like about the person that the song was about, he was there and it made for an awesome set. Like it oh, really? like pissed me off. And um, like I performed that like better than I ever have. 
So it kind of is also like empowering talking about like talking about your insecurities to other people and just like, like for me, that song is super punchy and like, um, I really like it. So it's just kind of, um, kind of like therapy, I guess, or just like unpacking or like empowering it all of the above. Yeah. I mean, I got that impression with the way that the song builds up because it kind of starts off with just your vocals and in general and stuff. It just comes off a lot more, um, just, I don't want to use the word softer per se, but you really build up to something that's like almost a little bit furious at the end and let you're letting go of something. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, um, I guess that was unintentional because now that I'm thinking about it, like that's kind of just how those feelings progressed. It was mm-hmm. kind of just, um, after that whole thing that I dealt with, um, it was just like, didn't know what I was doing. Didn't like understand what was going on. Cause I was pretty young. I was only, I was a freshman in college. Um, and then like realizing what happened, I'm like, I'm pissed and I'm gonna fucking talk about it. And like, this needs to be a thing that's addressed because it's not enough. Like, um, a manipulated yes isn't a yes. Yeah. Cause it's sexual coercion at that point. Yeah. And that's kind of just where that whole song, like there's a line where it's like, does it really count if the words that form feel foreign in my mouth? Like, it's kind of just like that, like, yes, that was manipulated into one. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think that was a really powerful song. It was definitely one of the ones that resonated with me in this release. I mean, so much of this music is really connective and I really appreciate the effort that you put into just pouring yourself out there. Thank you. (laughs) Definitely. And it's such a powerful EP. I'm so excited for everybody to hear it. What are, what's something that maybe you want your listeners to really get out of sleepier? Ooh, hopefully that any song is like relatable or they can twist anything, uh, into how they're feeling, I guess. Um, I do it a lot. Like I'll take a song that is about a completely different thing, but there'll be one lyric that like I resonate with and then the song's meaning completely changes. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember when I was writing popcorn ceiling, um, I was with two of my guy friends and I think I only, at that point only written the first verse and maybe some of the chorus and I gave them the lyrics. I was like, what do you think this is about? And they both said something completely different. They, one of them said like, they thought it was about being in a relationship that you didn't want to be in anymore. So hopefully even though some songs are about X, you can make it about Y. Okay. I really like that because it's, Art is so subjective and, you know, I love hearing what the artist's intent was. And like you said, it's always interesting whenever somebody else kind of tells you what they've experienced from the Mm -hmm. art. Yeah. It's, and when I first started being in Petrov, I was on like an upswing, Mm -hmm. um, like 
like last year, like before I started, I guess late 2017, like early 2018 was probably like the biggest depression I've ever been in. And now like starting from like last summer until now, I'm like on the biggest upswing of my life. Like I'm the happiest I've ever been. That's so, so great. Yeah, it's really, it's really cool. Like it's just insane because it's just like two very polar opposite and there's many factors that are the reason and I feel like Petrov is one of those reasons why I'm on such a big upswing like emotionally um so I think maybe I see the EP as kind of just like a closing to that chapter because I mean all of those songs are kind of have to deal with like what was going on in my life Mm. prior like that lat that one year so I guess it's kind of helps kind of close the chapter, I guess. I love that. And, you know, it's such a great kind of like framing of that chapter of your life, something you can reflect on, something that others will connect to. And that's really powerful. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that's what other people say when it comes out. Oh, I'm certain. I'm certain of it. Um, how did you land on the name for the EP as Sleepier? So um every this was unintentional but every um song has the word bed in it Mm. and um I kind of realized after writing all the songs that um I feel like my bed was kind of just like tied with my depression and it's like even now if I'm in my bed for too long I need to like go out my room I need to like hang out with friends I need to do something because I can't stay in bed for too long or else I'll just start getting sad um (laughs) so I think one it's a kind of a symbol of my depression but it's also a symbol for like everything that happens like you kind of like every like everything a lot of life happens in your bed question mark like (laughs) like like you dream you like cuddle you sleep you cry like there's many emotions that range from what you like experience just like in your bedroom Mm -hmm. um whether it be hopeful or whether it be like sad or whatever um and I don't exactly know where sleepier the name sleepier came from um I feel like someone mentioned it as like a band name when we were still thinking of a band name and maybe we just were just like oh yeah every song has the word bed in it so that's a name that we thought of that has something related to bed i'm not sure exactly i don't remember at all where that came from no but the the fact that everything does tie together in that sense and that you do explore all these emotions um and kind of the way that the experience is with the bed and stuff is really cool. And I think that it definitely, now that you've said it really does encapsulate a lot of what's going on with the EP. Yeah. And, um, it is, it's interesting. Cause it's like, I didn't even realize that I was doing that until like, I was probably like four songs in where I'm like, I've written four songs and they all have the word bed in it. <laughs> what is this about? And, um, I mean, that even, I think, like, writing this, a lot of the songs, I, like, didn't know, like, 
what I was doing until I was like, why am I writing this way? And I'm like, oh, cause this is about this. Like, I remember I completely wrote a whole song and I had no idea what it was about until like, I just kind of read it a few times and I was mm-hmm. like, oh. Sometimes it's just that unconsciousness cool. coming out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it was kind of weird how, what my like unconscious mind does when I have a pen. <laughs> well, turns out some great stuff. That's for sure. <laughs> And the neat part is, is that you have so much opportunity ahead, it seems like. Um, you partnered with Software Records to put this out. Um, how did you kind of end up landing with self, the Self-Aware family? And uh, what are you hoping is going to happen over the next year? Um, I guess, um, like, Josh and Sarah from Self-Aware, um, I think they just kind of, like, attended our shows just um I, I they were just at the shows and I guess they were interested in like our sound and everything and um like we just n- know them just from being like in the music scene and everything so I guess it just kind of happened where it was like hey do you I like you do you like me um <laughs> check the box yes or no um what we plan to do in a year See, I'm a water sign, so I don't really know what to do with time. Um, <laughs> I'm really bad at, like, like thinking ahead like that. I've, I guess just minimum, I just hope that everyone is stoked on it and everyone has a song for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, because this is like, this is my first band, so it's just kind of a thing where it's just, like, I just like it, like my art. I gave you this present. Just like it. Appreciate it. <laughs> I'm sure um, that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really in- intimidating, kind of, just because I, there might be a lot writing on it. I don't know. Because it's just because it's, like, I mean, most people, when they have, like, that first band, it's usually just, like, you're all 14, and you're just, like, no one's listening to it but now it's like I have it's weird that I have like so much attention on it and it's like really nerve-wracking for me yeah but it's a really cool accomplishment to like have this much attention out of your first project yeah it's it's weird because <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I was just not really thinking when I joined it I was like oh this will be fun and now I'm like people are looking at like people are looking at it people are like listening and like people that don't know me like know so much like about me now but hopefully like that's not the case hopefully it's more just like not thinking about like what I'm feeling and more what they're feeling question mark about like how they feel about the songs and everything well definitely that's I'm excited to hear the reactions and the experiences that everybody is gonna be getting out of uh listening to Petrov. Um, so I always like to ask this question of musicians each at the end of an interview. Uh, if you could play or perform with any three bands or solo musicians that can be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead, who would you, who would you pick? I knew you were going to ask me this. And every day it's been changing. I know that <laughs> <Every> feeling. <laughs> Like, every day it's been a different answer. 
Um, but one uh, that I would like to bring back, like, from the dead, is uh, the action design. I just got into them. Um, my manager at my work was like, you kind of, like, have the same vibe as them. And they're super dope. Um, they haven't, like, put, I don't think they've put out anything in, like, 10 or so years. Um, but they're super cool. I really like them. Um, and Bully is another one Ooh, that would be super band. cool to play with. Um, I recent, you know, when you just kind of go back to an album and you just like religiously listen. Oh, oh sorry. My phone good. messed up. Um, when you just religiously, I've just been listening to their first album, like nonstop lately. Um, I forgot what my third one was. I guess. Hmm. Let's, I mean, let's tie it back to the beginning and say Paramore. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I'm going to cheat and say 2007, 2008 Paramore. (laughs) Ooh, that's a prime era for Paramore. I know a lot of people love the new pop direction and stuff, but... It's 2007, just, 2008 was pretty great because that was, uh, oh gosh, that was Riot Era, right? Yeah. And um, I mean, even like Brand New Eyes is a really awesome record. Um, oh, definitely. I still go to that one a lot. Yeah. So if it was just like a concert where they only played like those albums, like I'd be, because she doesn't, she doesn't play Misery Business anymore. I'm like, <sighs> like. Um, that's like that's like Panic at the Disco not playing I Write Sins Not Tragedies. <laughs> that was that was a hard one to accept, but uh, the end of an era, I suppose. I know. <laughs> it's like now we all just gotta grow out our scene bangs and take off the hot topic wristbands. Like <laughs> I hear scenes coming back though. At least they're trying to make it come back. Dude, 2019 is like a year of renovation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are bringing it back. I need to I need to renew my Hot Topic Friends with Benefits card. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it's been so much fun talking to you, Mary Grace. Uh where can everybody keep up with you and Petrov online? So all of our usernames on everything is just Petrov C L T, um, P E T R O V C L T. Um, like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Bandcamp. Um, yeah, those are just all our socials. Awesome. And I'll have to make sure that they keep up with you for the, the at last, the release of Sleep Here and your awesome uh, EP release show. Yeah. Um, yeah, our EP is coming out March 15th. And then the show will be the day after, March 16th. And then that's also my dad's birthday. So he's pumped. He's just going to have to drink a bunch of Red Bull to stay up to watch, but he's super <laughs> excited too. <laughs> That's nice. Your dad gets to celebrate his birthday with some Petrov. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's going to be wearing this bootleg Petrov t-shirt that he found online. He just Googled Petrov t-shirt and he oh bought one. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. I'm going to be keeping an eye on your social just to see possibly like a picture of that on <laughs> bright yellow with like a like red heart with wings like this is probably just like a family t-shirt or something like with <laughs> like a family that just has the last name Petrov or something like 
that he just found on like Redbubble or something, I guess. That's beautiful. Well, hey, that's a cool <laughs> design. You might have to print up some more. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely taking inspiration. <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you for having me on.
You just heard Petrov. Thank you so much to Mary Grace for sharing her approach to songwriting and building up some excitement for this really awesome release. You can pre-order Sleepier on cassette or digital at Selfaware Records. There's a link to everything in the show notes. The Sleepier is available everywhere on March 15th. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. If you feel like dropping something in my digital tip jar, feel free to give a little at the Angry Girl Music coffee page. All money will go toward helping with expenses for hosting, a future website, and more sponsorship opportunities for different festivals, events, nonprofits. I want to be able to give back, and it would be cool with your help. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at anchorgirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work in publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work, and let's chat. If you actually enjoy hearing me talk about music, I've got another project launching with LP Radio and The Alternative. It's called DIY or Do Not, There Is No Try, and it's a monthly hour-long radio show that will involve interviews with different voices across independent music, featuring music they've written, um, music from their influences, and anything that inspires them. So tune in on the LP Radio app at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on March 12th to hear it air first. And don't forget, Death Protector Fest is coming up this May to Gainesville, featuring a ton of podcast alum and friends. Death Protector Collective with the alternative, Anger Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion, The Fest, and Smart Punk Records present a one-day festival all for free on May 11th. Join us at the Backyard at Boca Fiesta and Palomino Pool Hall to see Slingshot Dakota, Dikembe, Little League, Pool Kids, Expert Timing, Woolbright, Night Witch, Teenagers, and Super Haunted. Check the show notes for links and more information. Until next time, stay angry and recover with a sleepy. Thank you.